The Cardinals take their one-game winning streak to the Bay Area uh, this weekend to take on the 49ers. And for the latest on the 49ers, out to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joined the sports zone by Matt Mayoko of NBC Sports Bay Area. And hello, sir. How you doing? And uh, you know, what's going on in the Bay Area? Uh, not a whole lot, Bob. Always good to hear your voice. You know, Twice a year for sure, but usually draft time. I hear from yep. you when, when I need you, you know, when you need me, it's, we've always been there for each other. God, it's been, we've been doing this a long time, haven't we? We were just talking about, I was telling Kayla that I'm, I'm certain that you have know, had you on more than anybody on during a football, during the football season over the years. I've been doing wow. this for 20, 23 seasons here. So yeah, it's uh, I, I, been I, a while. Yeah, yeah. It has been a while. So yeah, no, this should be, uh, you know, I think the, the uh, Certainly the Cardinals game on Sunday was, I don't know if it opened the eyes of, of the 49ers, but it was probably good for them to, to see that because they had the yeah. Thursday game. And so everybody was, you know, guys were, were able to, to tune in and, and watch that one. Um, they probably, probably almost started out more watching the, the Cowboys because oh, yeah. next week the 49ers play yep. the Cowboys. And so it just that kind of worked cur- out well for them that, they could see both teams that they're going to be playing in the next two games head to head, and I, I mean, talking to the people around here, they were very impressed by what they saw from the Cardinals. And you know, if you if you strip away the names and the resumes and the, the reputations and everything else, you watch that game and you're you're going away saying, oh yeah, the Cardinals are the that's the more difficult game. You know, that, that's the better team. So uh, we'll see. No, I, I think the, the Cardinals definitely have the Fort Niners' attention. All right. So predictably, San Francisco's 3-0. and zero. What, what stands out the most to you? Um, I would say maybe just kind of the business-like approach. You know, they, they won a game week one in Pittsburgh where quite a few people, I think, thought that the Steelers would win that game. And it was never really close. You know, the defense was dominant from the beginning. Five three and outs to open the game. Um, and you know, afterward, it was it's kind of been the same thing after each one of their victories. Every every game they played, they've scored thirty points. Not a point more, not a point less. Thirty points. <laughs> and kind of the, the the temperature in the locker room after each one of those games is just very much yeah, let's move on to the next one, you know, clean up the mistakes, move on. Uh, there, it's not a, you know, there's no celebrating. There's no, it's just a very even keel approach. And I think that, that comes from having the guys in that locker room who are not only good players, but very good leaders, you know, defensively guys like Fred Warner, um, believe it or not, like Bosa is a very soft-spoken guy, but he's the guy who actually speaks to the team every Saturday. He, Kyle Shanahan gave him that task uh, a year or so ago, and he comes up with something different to, to say to the team uh, at the end of practice every Saturday. Uh, then offensively, you know, guys like um, you know, George Kittle, certainly one of them, Trent Williams, um, you know, they, they, they have some guys who have already had decorated careers, uh, Christian McCaffrey off to a really good start. And, and they're all kind of the same personality, 
Uh, Kittle's a little bit out there. He's a little bit more fun <laughs> yeah. and, and jovial and, and just, you know, is, is a little bit more wacky. But most guys are pretty serious-minded individuals who uh, love to play the game of football. Brock Purdy. What what has impressed you the most, and have we been able to uh, identify if Purdy has a weakness at this point? Well, I guess we'd have to wait until he actually loses a game before we start coming up with the weaknesses. I mean, I mean, the the question is why was he the the final pick in the twenty twenty two draft? And so, you know, it's his size, it's the arm strength, and that's about it. That that is, that's that's it. Um, he just he has poise. He's smart, and he processes extremely well. He sees the game like Kyle Shanahan wants his quarterback to see the game. He makes really good decisions in real time. He's accurate. Um, he he doesn't make the same mistake twice, and I don't checked out the game Thursday night. They played against the Giants, but the Giants came after him. Wink Mark and yep. Martindale dialed up. I mean, it was something crazy, like you know, 90% blitzes yep. uh, on pass plays. And early on, uh, he was, you know, I, I, I don't know, I wouldn't say he was rattled by it, but Brock Purdy was not sharp early on and maybe a little bit out of sorts. But then he figured it out, and Martindale just kept, kept coming with the blitzes. And and Purdy and the 49ers were like, oh, that's fine. You know, just get rid of the ball quickly and let Debo Samuel and George Kittle and Christian McCaffrey take over from there. So he ended up throwing for more than 300 yards. He's just it, – it, it's so unique because even when he stepped on the field last year, he was the third quarterback when the season started. When he got his opportunity after Jimmy Garoppolo went down with the injury, I mean, I'm, I'm watching this going, well, there goes the season. But then after the game, you talk to guys, and it wasn't any of that. And then as the weeks went on, you almost got the sense that everybody felt like, well, now they have a better chance of winning with Brock Purdy than they did with either of the first two quarterbacks that they put out there last season. So, I don't know, man. He just... I don't know if you ever saw him at Perry High, but uh, I did not. He just, he just, I don't know. He just has this undefinable, you know, that that it factor where he's just so calm and cool. Yeah. And I said he he hasn't lost. If you, you know, I, the way I word it is, anytime he's taken more than half of his team snaps, uh, the mm-hmm. 49ers have won every game. Uh, the the one loss that he started of course his elbow basically got dislodged from the rest of his arm uh, and he needed surgery and he's come back strong from that so there's really there's not a bad thing or there is the critique on Brock Purdy is 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 very boring because there's just nothing to critique at this point Matt Mayoko of NBC Sports Bay Area currently in the sports zone You've seen Christian McCaffrey on a you know daily basis, basically for nearly a calendar year now. What what's impressed you the most, and is there anything about him that has surprised you? Um, well, I guess what surprised me was that I knew he was good, 
I don't know if I knew he was this good. I mean, he he does it all. You know, he can run between the tackles hard. He can he can run outside the tackles. He can line up anywhere in the formation and run patterns out of each formation. I mean, he he and Debo Samuel are a unique pairing because Debo Samuel is a wide receiver who can play running back. Christian McCaffrey is a running back. So I, I think he can play wide receiver. I mean, I, I, yeah. I think he could line up, especially in the slot. You know, maybe, maybe a little bit more difficult if he were to line up outside. But I mean, I, I would, my money would be on Christian McCaffrey going up against any nickelback in the league on the spot. Um, yeah, he, he's an interesting guy too. I mean, he's very serious. And, you know, his, his, he takes his job. Um, I mean, he's you know obviously a football lifer, grew up in a football family. Um, knows and understands and loves the game. Um, you know, like an interesting thing when he came to the 49ers midseason, he, he had like, two days of practice or one day of practice before they played their first game. And he, he only played like 20 snaps in that game against the, the Chiefs and 49ers got blown out in that game. And then he, he was the starter next week and he's been the starter ever since. But after practices were over, he would spend extra time on the field with Purdy. Purdy was the, the backup then, and Purdy was would go through everything and basically taught uh, Christian McCaffrey on the field a lot of the nuances of the offense mm. and what the quarterback's thinking here. And so that while while Brock Purdy helped Christian McCaffrey learn the 49ers offense and also helped Purdy a lot just to be able to talk it through and answer questions and and kind of see it through maybe even a teacher's eyes a little bit. So it's interesting now that you know Purdy was basically a no name when he got moved up to the number two job after uh, Trey Lance was injured, and now it's those two guys who are basically the you know the, the focal points of the 49ers offense. Devo and Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk, ASU alum Brandon Ayuk, they've both mm-hmm. been ailing. Do you, do you expect them to play on Sunday against the Cardinals? I certainly expect Ayuk to play. A little bit more iffy on Samuel. He Coming out of that game Thursday, he, he had his run where he broke about seven tackles, and at the end of it he fell on the football and banged up his ribs. He was back in the game later that series and ended up catching a touchdown pass. Nice back shoulder throw from Purdy. Um, mm-hmm. And so he was sore after the game. But then it wasn't until yet the next day, it would have been Friday when he came in, it was in the afternoon, he also reported, you know, my knee's not feeling right either. And so he hasn't practiced. I don't know if he doesn't practice today. I don't think he will be available to play in the game. Um He'll probably be listed as questionable, which is theoretically 50-50. This is just a guess. Nobody has told me this. But I kind of doubt he plays. Um, He he might, but I I think that getting IU back might help them feel like, okay, you know, last week they they made the decision pretty early in the week not to play IU on the Thursday night against the Giants, uh, thinking that he could really benefit from the long week if he could write that the role for the game against the Cardinals. So it very well might be that 49ers are going to say, you know what, let's not take any chances with Samuel, make him, you know, allow him to, to sit out 
uh, this week so that he'll be ready for the Cowboys. So, right. I, again, I'm, I, I don't know this. And nobody has said this to me, but I, I don't. I would kind of be surprised if Samuel plays on Sunday. I think that makes sense. Talking with Matt Mayoko of NBC Sports Bay Area. All right, former Cardinals head coach, albeit for one year, Steve Wilkes is now the latest uh, 49ers defensive coordinator. Has you know, They've gone through three defensive coordinators in five or six years. Is the scheme changed here with Wilkes? No, the scheme hasn't changed, but maybe the play calling has a little bit. I think he's more apt to dial up blitzes. I think under Robert Sala and, and D'Amico Ryans, it was – very much a you know, play coverage on the back end, rush four. Don't really deviate much from that. Just play good, solid uh, defense. And I think when Steve Wilkes came in, I know he, he had some talks with some of the defensive guys, uh, even in the offseason, Fred Warner, and just kind of like, you know what? I think this defense can be better if you know, we selectively blitz. You know, not, not a whole lot, not just you know, not wink Martindale like, but just <laughs> there are, there are opportunities where you know offenses will be given us stuff, and so we should take it. That's that's his his pitch to to Fred Warner and the defense, and those guys loved it. They're like, yeah, absolutely. So they don't do it, it's. I think as the the Cardinals prepare for the 49ers defense, it'll be very similar to them preparing for the 49ers defense of past years. But I would say, you know, more more often, not, not more often than not, but but there will be a greater chance on third down that they're going to see some blitz packages from the defense that maybe they hadn't seen in previous seasons. Nick Bosa, you, know, you mentioned him. His holdout ended like days before the season started. Has there been any kind of drop in play in the first three weeks from, uh, you, know, you know, last year he was the defensive player of the year in the league, so yeah. you know, might, might be a drop anyway. Yeah. Uh, but uh, have you seen yeah. any difference? Um, you know what? I was I was checking out the pro football focus numbers, and they have him rated as the highest, I don't know if it's defensive player or, or defensive lineman, front seven wow. player maybe. They have him already rated that you know number. You know he had a grade in the whatever low to mid nineties, and that kind of surprised me because he hasn't made the splash plays that jumped off the the map. I know he's getting pressure. He's constantly facing double teams and and maybe sometimes even more than that, and so that does open it up for other guys. But I wouldn't say that he's made. You know, I, I look around the league. I mean, I saw T.J. Watt week one. I've, I've kind of seen what Miles Garrett has done. You know, everybody knows about Micah Parsons, and those guys, I believe, you know, they all have the numbers to kind of back it up. Just three weeks into the season, uh, Bosa does not have the numbers. Just one sack, and even that came on a kind of a weird play where the Giants forgot to block him, and so he had a free <laughs> run at Daniel Jones. Um, so I, it's it, 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 the eyeball test. You know, hasn't been special, but you know, I, I know the 49ers are are pleased with with what he brings to the table because even just his presence out there opens things up and kind of limits the the blockers that can go around and and uh, you know, there's always going to be somebody kind of running free in that 49ers defense because of Bosa. So, um, 
he he thought that getting through week three was big for him. His holdout lasted 44 days. He didn't sign that contract until, gosh, I think it was the Friday morning before the Pittsburgh game. So he was as good a shape as he's in. He wasn't in football shape, and he played 35 snaps that first game. And then the next two games over, what, 10 days, he was at, you know, 80, 80% of snaps. So he's doing the full workload. And once he got through the Thursday game, he said he really benefited from the weekend off. And now he doesn't feel like there are any restrictions, no limitations, that he's all the way back. So we'll see. You know, he's the guy, no doubt about it. He's the guy when the Cardinals break the huddle. They're going to identify where number 97 is. And that kind of changes how they block it up. He, he has carte blanche. He can line up on the left side. He can line up on the right side. And that will be a number one as far as what the Cardinals will identify when they come to the line of scrimmage. So he, he's, he can be a game changer without even changing the game as far as you know, getting, getting the, the sacks. But he's always going to get pressure. He's always going to tie up type extra blockers. So uh, just what hasn't followed yet are those those gaudy numbers, the, the league-leading number of sacks that he had a year ago. Okay, last up, uh, if you were an offensive coordinator and had you know some offensive pieces, at least some, how would you try to attack the 49ers defense? Well, um, I would say... You know, if you can run the ball, great. I know the Cardinals will definitely try to do that. Um, whenever the 49ers don't have their their starters, their starting defensive linemen on there on the field, I think they, there's some guys that they can run at there. Um, and then I would say, you know, you have Rondale Moore in the slot, right? Sometimes, would, not as much. <laughs> yeah, I would say. A matchup that could give the 49ers problems is if Rondell Moore, a, a shifty, speedy guy, mm-hmm. is in the slot against Isaiah Oliver. Oliver isn't like the, the nickelbacks the 49ers have had in the past. He's Oliver is more of a bigger, not as fast, more of a physical, good tackler. Um, but I think there's some plays to be made there um, with, with a smaller, shiftier slot receiver against Isaiah Oliver, and even though Diamador Lenore has been good at the one cornerback spot, I still think that you know teams. I think still worth the while of, of teams to try to attack him on the outside, uh, get the ball out quickly. Uh, Josh Dobbs is an extraordinarily smart. Um, it's tough to kind of be able to sustain those long drives by just picking apart you know, five, six, seven-yard passes. But I think that's one way to get the 49ers slow down their pass rush. Um, and then when Bosa's out of the game, whenever you see 97 on the sideline, take that deep shot. You know, take the take mm-hmm. the seven-step drop in and try to get the ball down the field. But if Bosa's out there, then short passing game, you know, short uh, throw to the other side, that, that kind of thing. So, I, you know, I, I don't think the Frayers' defense is perfect. It's a darn good defense. I don't know if it's best in the league, but it's, it's definitely top 
you know, three, four, five, six, seven. You know, it's, it's right there. But I don't think there's any perfect teams in the NFL. And if I were an offensive mind, that those are probably the, the top things I'd be looking at to try to to sustain, keep the ball, you know, ball control. And I think, you know, with James Conner, um, that, that's a pretty good guy to, you know, to put the ball in his hands and mm-hmm. run the clock and keep the 49ers offense off the field. All right, Matt. Great stuff as always. Always appreciate it. Thank you, sir. We'll see you in a few weeks. That sounds good. I can't wait, Bob. We got a good one coming up on Saturday. When are we there? I think we're there. Uh, is it mid December, maybe? Some something like that. Yeah, yeah I think like I December sixteenth or December seventeenth. Yeah. So uh, looking yeah. forward to these uh, these two games. All right. Thanks. Have a good okay, one. Thanks, Bob. Okay. You too. All right. Matt Mayoko, NBC Sports Bay Area.